Blog Talk Radio. connect to your soul, health, and wellness. Tune in as she brings messages, guidance, and clarity into your life. Welcome everyone to Get Into It with Tina Conroy on Blog Talk Radio. I am your host. So delighted to be here today. The chat room will be open. Please go to the chat room at Blog Talk Radio, find my show, and you can chat along with me. Also take notes. And the phone number will be open as well. And that phone number to Blog Talk Radio is 516-387-1936. So, hey, guys, how is everybody out there? Today is Episode 6 of Health and Transformation Series. It has been a phenomenal series. I'm so excited that I did that, and I couldn't be any happier with all my guests and more to come. I just want to kind of see where we are on this day. So today is February 10th, and we are right before Valentine's Day. And I want to talk a little bit about that because it is one of my very favorite holidays and special occasions, even from childhood. It's also Ash Wednesday, and being brought up Catholic, it has a lot of memories. Um, And they're all not bad, so don't worry. And I want to kind of share that with you. As I was reflecting yesterday, and yesterday with all the social media, they talk about Fat Tuesday. And it's kind of funny how they say Fat Tuesday is where everybody kind of lets loose and just lets go and does whatever they want to do. A lot of it is concentrated around food. And then Ash Wednesday is where we begin Lent. So for uh, all the Catholics out there, we begin Lent, the 40 days of Lent. And it has this idea of letting something go or sacrificing for the 40 days of Lent. And, you know, I don't look at it as necessarily such a bad thing, Um, although I know some people might. And even though I'm not what I would call very religious at the moment now, I'm very spiritual, I do have the roots in Catholicism. And so I like to think of Ash Wednesday and the period of Lent is about how can we grow more and be of service. So it may mean giving something up in that has not been a good thing for me or that I feel may be um, something that can serve me better or serve other people better. But it also may be something that I can do to bring in for the 40 days that also serves me and serves other people. So what I'm really saying is, are you at service? So 40 days is always an interesting number. In the spiritual world, we talk a lot about the 21 days and 40 days. And if you do any kind of kundalini practice or yoga practice, 40 days is about changing a habit and creating change. And so these 40 days that is also related to months is about making these changes and these habits. It fits and ties in so perfectly 
with health and transformation. And a little recap of the last six episodes or five episodes ago, we had phenomenal guest, Angela Montanez, who had lost 120 plus pounds and changed her life, changed her habits with healthy eating and juicing and really has inspired so many people. We've had Keith Winsett, who spoke about personal training and about how to really uh, debunk the myths. Um, we've had my favorite author, Katherine Hansen, about binge eating and how to change that chatter of the brain. Um, two shows, I had Metallica Mom and um, Andrea Santoro talking about coaching that we both do about coaching and creating healthy habits and how as health coaches, we work to serve others and serve ourselves and stay on the healthy path. And so it is just interesting to me how everything ties together. Also, we have the Chinese New Year. And the Chinese New Year is a new new year. And it is the year of the red monkey. And I, I just kind of love this idea of the red monkey. I was driving around locally and I saw a big sign in one of these shopping malls that said, Happy New Year, Year of the Red Monkey. And I think of the monkey, and we all think of monkeys as moving very quick, also being witty and fast. And so keeps us on our toes. Uh, it reminds me of a story when I was in India and there was a location, one of the sites that we were visiting, and there are monkeys all around. And I have to tell you, I was a little scared of the monkeys because they would come right up to you and if you had food, you know, grab it right from your hand. But they were so quick and they were so fast. And we also refer to monkeys as this monkey mind, right? So when we can't still down, they're swaying and moving and moving fast. So the new year is all about things moving and changing and then being okay with it. And I know there's a lot of change around me. I feel like there's a lot of changes. Uh, a lot of people are going through um, establishments that are closing, that their career <clears throat> is changing, their relationships are changing. And it may seem difficult or bad, but in the long run, we know that the universe has our back and that these changes are for our divine most good I would like to center before we continue with the show. So if you can, go ahead and close your eyes. Take a nice, long, slow, deep breath in and exhale away. Feel the weight of your shoulders release. Feel the weight of your day slip away for a moment and become mindful of this moment, this present moment. Reflect on love and care, self-awareness for yourself, connecting to healthy body, healthy mind, and healthy spirit. And I ask all that are listening today live and later on the recording, be blessed with health, awareness, self-love. I call upon the archangels, especially Archangel Michael, for courage and support, to release any fear as we move into changes in this new year and is also a new moon. I call upon Archangel Raphael for healing so that we're always in a state of healing and may it be graceful. And I call upon Archangel Gabriel for all the messages that we are given that we may clearly 
accept them, intuitively allow them to be part of our life, and we thank you. And we ask this always for the highest good, and so it is. I'm going to pull a card for our show. And as I shuffle the cards from my angel deck, I'm just shuffling the cards and blessing for our show and choosing a card for our show. And the card that I've chosen is Guardian Angel. It's a beautiful card surrounded with the color red. And red is my favorite color. So, of course, I chose the card for me. No, I'm only kidding. It's for all of us. And so we know that we are not alone, that we stand not alone, and we are supported with beings, with the guardian angel, and that we are always connected and surrounded. Beautiful card for our show. So bringing in all our guardian angels. So soon enough, it will be Valentine's Day, St. Valentine's Day. And it is a very special day for me. As a child, I have really fond memories of my grandmother, uh, loved Valentine's Day, and she would decorate her home really so much. I mean, there was hearts and things dangling from the ceilings, stuffed animals. Of course, she did a lot of baking, and I just loved all the decorations. And there isn't as many decorations such as Christmas or other holidays, but I just love seeing all the hearts and the sparkles and, of course, the stuffed animals and the heart candies and I loved that part of her. She loved this day so much. It had a lot of meaning to her. My grandfather had uh, proposed to her on Valentine's Day, and it was very special, of course, for her. And they really had a beautiful life together. Um, my grandmother is still living today, and my grandfather is not. But I think of them as such a, a loving couple. And so she made it a very special day. She would also go ahead and bake many, you know, special items, cupcakes and things like that. And so I have really fond memories. And hopefully you do too, you know, as a child growing up. It's it's a kind of an outside experience of this love that you see around. As I got a little bit older, I'll share with you my high school days. And interestingly enough, in high school, we had this tradition. And I, I, I've talked to many people, and not a lot of people have had this, and I always thought it was something that every high school had. So we had a day that was Carnation Day. And you would buy a carnation for $1. I believe it was $1. And there was a white carnation, long stem carnation, white carnation, a red carnation, and a pink carnation. The white carnation would be a secret admirer. The red carnation would be someone you love. And a pink carnation would be a friend. So... What you would do is earlier in the week that you would purchase how many carnations and you would write a little note and then I believe the student council would put each note on the carnation and it would be delivered to the homerooms. And and yes, this really did go on. <laughs> and the funny part about it is, you know, of course, how many carnations did you get? Did you get white? Did you get red? Did you get pink? Of course, all my girlfriends, we would send each other pink carnations. And there would be a few white here and there. You wouldn't know who they were from. And then, of course, there was the red. And so it had me thinking about how we have these different ideas of where we are with love and friendship and then secret admirer and kind of taking that a step further you know 
perhaps on this very small token and you know my memory of a high school carnation day you can think about how many people that you do care for and how many people you do love and not necessarily putting them into categories but how interesting how many people you have touched in your life so we're so thankful now for so many different uh, ways to connect to people. I know social media has connected people that haven't spoken in many, many years through high school and college. And so you, you think back of all these memories and all these people that you've touched. So that's kind of the outside love. But I want to kind of move into self-love and move from that outside love to inside love. A lot of times there is this visual of outside love. It's this visual of someone loving you or you loving them back, uh, especially if you are not in a committed relationship or you're looking for a committed relationship. But deeper than that, as we all know, is self-love. And self-love is that inside love, which is more important than any outside love. Because as we self-love, as we love ourselves, we can then truly love another. And so one of my favorite quotes is self-care or self-love is not selfish. And I work with many, many different women. I'm not excluding any guys out there, but I work with many women and we tend to give. We tend to do so much outside and we do less and less to nurture ourselves. We do less and less to nurture our spirit less and less to nurture our, our body, our soul, our passions. And so one of my, my greatest gifts, my, my greatest uh, contributions to service is to be working with women to connect to what their, what their greatest love is, their self-care, their self-love. So I want to share with you a couple self-care tools that you can use now and every day. And again, there are things that you've heard of probably many times before, but can you apply them? So we kind of talk about what I say the, the first one is, is speak to your soul. Yeah, speak to your soul. Ask yourself, how are you doing? You know, and you would say, how am I doing? And wait for the response. Um, now, that may take a little time if you are not in a contemplative uh, meditation or that's not part of your everyday ritual but anybody could do it and it doesn't have to sound scary or you don't have to learn anything it's just what I say speak to your soul ask yourself how am I doing and wait for a response and when you get that response notice if you can listen and hear that response and this is all about intuition as this whole show is listen to what you hear Listen to the thought, perhaps, that you get. We talk about that being clairaudience or claircognizance. And when you get that response, can you not judge it? Don't judge your response. Just allow your soul to speak. So that's the first step. When we do that, when we can honestly do that, we can feel so connected. We can cultivate a loving and deep and passionate relationship with ourselves. When we don't do that from time to time, we have this feeling of disconnect from that voice. And we disconnect from a cultivating, loving, and deep, passionate relationship with self. One of the second steps of self-care is envisioning. Using your ability to envision or vision. 
And envisioning is such a beautiful, wonderful tool. Again, there is a bit of being being quiet and finding quiet time for yourself. Envision where you are now and where you want to be. And I say that very lightly. We need to see where we are now and then see where we want to be. That could be in creating better habits, and it could be in creating a goal. It could be in cultivating a passion, right? There's so many things. See where you are now, and then where do you want to be? As you envision this, allow yourself to dream and dream big. So, so many of the clients I work with don't dream big enough. And so when I ask them certain questions, if I had a magic wand, where would you be? Or we'll talk about this, where you are now, where you want to be. And they set their sights very low. They don't dream big enough. They don't dream high enough. And we kind of work with each other to get that dream to the fullest extent. I call it blue sky, right? So blue skying, really get it out there, open up. So go ahead, have fun, envision where you want to be, where you are now, and where you want to be. And envisioning, as we've talked about in health and transformation, again, it could be body image, it could be work, it could be career, it could be living your purpose, it could be so many things. Working on beauty and acceptance, envisioning your highest beautiful light because you have that beautiful light. And then one of the next steps I talk about is a mantra. So mantra, simply put, is a repetitive phrase. And there are many mantras you can choose from. You can obviously choose from a Sanskrit mantra if you are familiar with Sanskrit. Or you can choose just an English mantra. It's a repetitive phrase. One of the phrases that has really helped me, and again, I have helped with so many women, is I am enough. And it's short, it's sweet, it's simple. And I am enough encompasses the power, the connection of allowing yourself to connect to that self-love, that self-connection, that self-heart, even to the area of we call the solar plexus. So the solar plexus is right around your stomach, sounds just like it is. It's the color yellow. And it's the third chakra. So if you're interested or know about the chakras. So I am enough encompasses that feeling of standing up for yourself, accepting yourself with no judgment, and allowing yourself, again, to connect to that beautiful, cultivating relationship with self, that inside love. Another step I want to share with you in self-love that, again, can be done this week, February 14th, or any day, that's what's so great about it, is bask in deliciousness of aromatherapy. And I don't know about you, but I love love, love, the smells, and beautiful scents. Uh, I tend to be uh, one of these people that just love anything that smells lovingly. So I happen to use essential oil, and there are many different essential oils out there. I particularly use Young Living, which many people do know about, and bask in deliciousness of aromatherapy. So Allow your essential oils, make sure you're using high-grade essential oils, to be placed topically on your skin, what feels best to you. 
You can diffuse it in your house, which I have a diffusing right now, to just bring that air of diffusing in your home. There's so many different different types and so many different oils to what your mood brings. And then also some of the oils, such as Young Living oils and some others that are high grade, you can ingest them. And one of them that I like is to add lemon or lime to my tea. So I have an herbal infused tea, and I might add a drop of lemon or lemon or lime to my water. And you might say, oh, that that seems silly or that's not self-care. But every time I take a sip or I smell it, I feel like I'm doing something really special for myself. So those are my tips for self-care, really living with your inside love, right, and moving away from that, you know, not always having to have that outside love. Um, We love both, but self-care, self-love, remember, isn't selfish. Another quote I want to share with you is, I love myself when I am laughing. I love myself when I am laughing by Zora Neale Hurston. And I love this quote, simple but so profound. When we are laughing and truly laughing, letting out a true belly laugh, we're not thinking about anything else. Our face is glowing, our cheeks are are brightening, and it feels so good. Have you laughed in a while? So if you haven't, start laughing. If you have to put on a funny movie or something silly, or kids are great for this, so grab a couple kids if you don't have any, and start laughing. But if you think about the laughing, and you think about how contagious it is, really when we laugh, we love ourselves, we're in the present moment, we're mindful to that moment, we're just belly laughing, and maybe even feeling, if you laugh really hard, you can actually feel your stomach kind of, that solar plexus again, kind of working, and your whole body is, is working, your face is alive and glowing, so you have this beautiful inside and outside feeling to laughing. So go ahead and laugh a little more. So that kind of takes me into a little bit of self-love and self-care. I want to kind of jump over to talking a little bit about energy work. And why am I talking about energy work? You know, there's been a lot of you do know that I work with the Reiki energy, and a lot of people, I you know, do know that. But I want to kind of bring it into this series of health and transformation because so many people either, A, don't know what Reiki is, or feel that it's only something for people that are critically ill. And that's that's so not so not it. So I want to kind of debunk a little of the myth of Reiki and allow you again to bring that in to living a healthy body, healthy mind, and healthy spirit. It's that sense of health and transformation. So Reiki is a healing technique and it was developed in Jap in Japanese Buddhist um, from Macau Usui, and so it's pronounced Reiki. Um, there's so many different uh, ways I could go ahead and, and tell you about Reiki, but Reiki is an energy modality, and we talk about universal energy to rebalance and clear blockages in the body and the energy centers. Um, Reiki is for everybody. So I say that again and again, Reiki is for everybody. Reiki is not just for people that are critically ill or that are going through extreme situations. Yes, Reiki will help those people and situations, but Reiki is for everybody at any time. I share with a lot of my clients that Reiki is a tune-up, 
and Reiki is part of your self-care, part of your health and transformation. And Reiki done regularly really allows you to find that powerful, effective way to have your body in sync. It takes in, your body knows exactly what it needs at that time. Um, the Reiki practitioner's role is just to work as a channel for you to receive and to facilitate that. And I always say it's physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever you may be getting. Um, a lot of people uh, notice that when they receive Reiki on a regular basis, or, or even when it's random, but hopefully on a regular basis, like a nice tune-up, that they feel very calm, they feel very balanced, and they feel very clear. I'm working with a client right now, and she's going through chemo, and I see her uh, prior to her chemo and then right after her chemo, and she had never had Reiki before, and she was always very interested. She had trusted me as her yoga teacher for many years and then had heard about Reiki now that she is unfortunately in this position, and she had her first treatment, and she was amazed. She, she really was just amazed how good she felt, and she was just kind of raving about it, that it made her feel so good. Um, she said she had more energy than she thought she would. And she's a person that has had very low energy due to a lot of the treatments. She was able to go out and go shopping and to do things that she, she wanted to do. Um, so another thing about Reiki, which a lot of people may or may not have heard, which I thought was very interesting, and I wanted to bring it to your attention because we are talking about health and transformation. And you know, as a health coach, as a certified health coach, I do work with a population of people with a structured meal plan and also with tools to not only help them lose weight and get to a healthy weight, but to create healthy habits. And shortly ago, or not that long ago, I should say, the popular singer Christina Aguilera credited Reiki treatment for helping her to lose 30 pounds and keep it off. And it sort of hit the the waves, the, the social media and the public as being very interesting or uh, not really understanding it. And I think since then there may be other so-called celebrities that have come out. But I wanted to read you a little bit about uh, her, her rendition or her idea. Um, and this is her, her voice. Reiki puts her, put her mind in a good place and gave her the discipline to eat healthy and maintain weight loss. And she was going to Reiki three times a week. So Reiki treatment is also used for weight loss, body confidence, self-care, and self-love. So one of the biggest reasons that Reiki does help you feel better is that you feel more balanced. You feel more uh, calmer and more centered. A lot of people that are going through habits, different habit forming, perhaps weight loss, they feel that they can make better choices regarding food and life in general, and that may be relationships, less inclined to being triggered to emotional eating. And we had spoken about emotional eating and habits with Katherine Hansen a few weeks back. Um, they're stressed, they're more stress resilient, so the stress is not as difficult to handle. 
and with regular Reiki treatments, that helps that as well. Sleeping better. There's been a lot of founded uh, people finding that they've slept better, a connection between insomnia. And then also a better sense of taking care of themselves. So again, goes back to self-care, uh, an idea of eating better, exercising regularly, and taking better care of themselves. So Reiki in itself helps with emotional eating, helps with self-care and confidence. And so it allows the person, the recipient, to feel more balanced again and to find moments when they do feel those urges or those habits to be, uh, to subside. Uh, pretty interesting, very, very interesting. So another kind of byproduct of Reiki. It kind of leads me to another wonderful tool if you haven't uh, experienced it, and that is tapping or EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique. And I love sharing resources, especially on this show. So, of course, I want to share my very good friend and teacher, Reverend Terry Ann Hyman. Uh, she wrote a book, Confessions of a Shower Tapper, The Ultimate Guide to Living Your Purpose Using EFT. And there is a chapter in here about food, about health, and about habits. And there may be a few chapters. Um, this is a phenomenal, phenomenal book. And Terry is a energy healer, a blog talk radio host, uh, among many other things. She does a beautiful uh, program as well. And so this book is very helpful. Uh, Emotional Freedom Technique is what it sounds like, tapping. Uh, and you're actually, you know, not tapping with your foot or putting tap shoes on, but you're actually using acupressure points with your hands to tap on different areas of the body. And if you're interested in that or interested in this book, uh, for sure, go to Confessions of a Shower Tapper. Uh, on that same note, I am going to be on Terry's show, Blog Talk Radio, Catch Your Spirit, on Monday, the 15th. And we are going to have a great show on Monday. Yes, it's the day after Valentine's Day. But we are talking about angels of love and we'll be giving readings. So look for that on Blog Talk Radio, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Monday, February 15th. Another great uh, book or resource that I'd like to share with you around EFT, around tapping, emotional freedom technique that can help with body confidence and with your, perhaps, if you're looking for accepting the body, is by Jessica Ortner. And that book is The Tapping Solution, Weight Loss and Body Confidence. Another great book to add to your, your tool belt, your spiritual tools. So that brings me to... Another spiritual tool, which, of course, is yoga. And I probably don't even have enough time to tell you about yoga on the show. But if you have a practice, a practice of yoga, because it is a practice, not an exercise system, you'll notice, again, that it puts you in the state of acceptance, awareness, mindfulness, and presence. I like to think of yoga as when you come to mat, to your mat, and you roll out your mat, your yoga mat, it's your own sacred space. And sacred space, connecting to that moment when you roll out the mat, if it's in a class, 
if it's in your living room, or if it's in a park or outside, it becomes your sacred space, your sacred place to really be with yourself. And yoga is another spiritual tool to help you with your health and transformation. And again, for everyone, health and transformation may be a little different. If you've explored yoga, you know what I'm talking about. If you haven't explored yoga and you are just interested in it, I, I urge you to look for the right place, the right teacher, and find that anybody can do yoga. Um, so many people shy away from yoga because they say they're not flexible. And what I say is it will create flexibility. But not only will it create flexibility in your physical body, it will create flexibility in your mind and in your spirit. And for most people, the rigidity of your body not being flexible is just one small step. To be flexible in your mind and flexible in your spirit really allows us, again, to feel that full essence of taking care of ourselves through health and transformation. So yoga is to yoke, is to union, and a yoga practice is created to really have all those pieces in mind. It goes way back. There are many different lineages, and I will be doing a show at some point about many of them. But any yoga class, any structured yoga class, and even now, I guess you could go on any YouTube or any of the channels to watch, begins with a centering for the most part, a quiet time, a centering, a meditation, and then leads you through some breath work, breathing, moving the body, and then, of course, you have Shavasana or rest. So I urge you to explore it, even, again, if it's just in the privacy of your own home. But yoga can bring so many things to self-awareness, self-love, and allow you to become body, mind, and soul. So the very last thing I want to speak about, uh, and I could speak more and more about all these things, so just touching upon them, is mindfulness. Mindfulness, mindfulness meditation. And mindfulness is the state of being present with what is. Again, it's, it's not judging what's going on, but being mindful. And being mindful may be as simple as, so simple isn't always easy, as washing the dishes, noticing you're washing the dishes, and noticing the water running over your hands, the hot or the cold temperature of the water, how you hold the pots, the pans, and what you're doing. What it's not doing is doing the dishes, listening to a podcast, and having a cup of tea at the same time. And I am guilty of that as well sometimes. So being mindful is creating that space, that essence of awareness without anything else, without being distracted. There are so many books out on the market, so I, I can't even begin to tell you. Um, one of the things I will suggest that I'm so excited for myself is that where I am in Roslyn, New York, we have a phenomenal program 
and it is the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Course, and Dr. Lisa Langer runs that course. I will be taking it this time, so I am very honored to take it. It is an eight-week course, and if you are in the area, I urge you, urge you to take it. It, it meets, begins March 1st, and I just want to give you that information. I'll put it in the chat room. If you're interested in that course for eight weeks, starts on a Tuesday night, begins at 6.30, March 1st. You can contact me at tinaconroy111 at gmail.com. And, of course, you can Google practicebodymindsoul.com and look at all the offerings we have. I am extremely excited to be doing the eight-week course. I do practice mindfulness, but there is always room for improvement. So, a lot has been covered on the show. I know a lot of you are uh, listening through computer or perhaps on the phone. Uh, we have a couple minutes left. I'm just going to look at my switchboard. I do see a lot of people listening on the switchboard. So, if you do have a question, hit the number one. If you do not have a question, then feel free to just keep listening. It's always my pleasure to bring you some spiritual tools. So, it's been uh, a great thing to just bring this to you today. So as I'm waiting, perhaps for some questions, I just want to bring to mind a few things that are coming up. So Monday, I am a guest on Terry Hyman's show, Catch Your Spirit. It is at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, Angels of Love. We will be discussing the Angels of Love, and we will be also giving readings. So that will be a very interactive show. I do suggest, if you're interested in readings, to get into the queue quickly. We tend to fill up the queue when Terry and I do shows, and sometimes it's really challenging to get to, get to everybody. So mark your calendars for Monday, February 15th at 1 p.m. on Catch Your Spirit right here on Blog Talk Radio. I will be a guest on her show. My Reiki 1 class is filled, so I've been suggesting people, and I know some people were very uh, were interested in that, but it is filled, so that is happening on the 14th. But my Reiki 2 class is March 6th. That is available, so reach out to me, again, through my email. And then on February 17th, which is next week, one of our, our seventh episodes of Health and Transformation, I am delighted to have my teacher, Vince Glacier on the show. Now, Vince has many different backgrounds. He is my TM teacher. I had done Transcendental Meditation with him, and he'll be back later in the spring to talk about that. But he has completed a beautiful, wonderful Ayurvedic training, and he is going to speak about Ayurveda. Uh, Ayurveda is Sanskrit word for science of life, and it talks about this ancient system of knowledge from India for restoring balance to mind and body, in lives, the inner intelligence for adjusting dietary and daily routines for a unique unique person. And so it was a perfect, perfect addition to health and transformation. And then I'll have a very special guest at the end of February, which I will uh, talk about more on next week's show and also through all my social media venues. So hopefully you find me on Facebook. Again, you can connect with me on email, tinaconroy111 at gmail.com. And I would love for you to even join my private group. I think it's a public group, actually. Get into it with Tina Conroy on Facebook. And I would love, we have fun on Fridays. We do fun Fridays. We, I choose cards and we pick different cards 
and oracle cards and have a lot of fun there as well. Looking to the month of March and April, I am so excited to bring you a series of women entrepreneurs. So any women entrepreneurs that are listening right now, um, I do have a few spots left, not too many, but I have a few spots left. Again, I air on Wednesday, and I'm looking for people that are really passionate about what they do. Uh, you might be just starting out with a business, or you might be doing this business for quite a while. So Women Entrepreneur Series is going to kick off the month of March and April. And again, if you're interested in that or being a guest on my show, please reach out to me through email or even through the chat room. So as I close, it looks like everyone's sort of listening and, and hanging out in the queue. I would like to close with a, just a short prayer, a short blessing for everybody for this Valentine's Day, for today, for, for Lent, if that's something that you're going to be practicing, and for health and transformation. So again, if you could close your eyes. Take a nice breath in, exhale away. As we connect to all this information that we talked about today, let it just kind of permeate into your spirit, into your soul. Whatever piece and part connected with you, allow that to linger with you and stay. And above all, we ask and continue to ask for guidance, for healing, for connection. We ask to be supported, always working towards our health transformation as we become more and more in tune with ourselves. We stay in service of others, and we say, and so it is. I wish you all a beautiful, beautiful love day. Self-care is not selfish, and may you... Enjoy each and every day between now and then. Don't just wait for Valentine's Day. Continue yourself to give lots of love, lots of care. Namaste.